Hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for Hard Facts. Good afternoon, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your Hard Facts. The news comes at you fast. America's Food and Drug Administration have said that Trump was incorrect. There's information and misinformation. Their own NAFDAQ came out and told Donald Trump, we're going to be waiting here, where are you talking? Are you talking with by yourself? It's okay. And making sense of it can be hard. Can you talk? I will, I will let you talk. Can you I will let you talk if you let me talk. But that's my job. Let's talk context. Let's talk statistics. Let's talk about those bills at the Senate right now. Let's talk to the experts and the newsmakers. Um, I, I see the kind of stability that would would allow uh, growth to happen by this time next year. Every weekday at three. Good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesi. Let's talk hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day is not good. Nigeria has officially had 10,000 COVID-19 cases. Now those are just the ones that have tested positive. Almost half of those cases were here in Lagos. Now a lot of us are back at work, a lot of us are moving around and a lot of people are joining us as the economy opens back up but please remember the danger has not passed a lot of you keep telling me how you were tested three weeks ago two weeks ago one week ago and you still don't have your results now imagine the number of people who have the virus and don't know one way or the other whether they have the virus maybe they have symptoms maybe they don't but they definitely have the virus they don't know because the number of people that have to be tested that are waiting for their tests to come back is huge is so huge that the government is having a hard time keeping up now government is ramping up testing every single day but you have to do your part all right so make sure that you wear your mask when you're going out keep your distance from people wash your hands sanitize your hands when you get home destroy your disposable mask i have a great show for you today on hard facts we're starting with the big three let's talk about the possible reopening of worship centers president buhari may decide on that today as well as opening other sectors of the economy then let's talk about justice for owa a young woman a university student reading in her church in benin who was raped and murdered and then uh, we will talk about the war of wards between the Ogun State Government and the Association of Resident Doctors over unpaid hazard allowance and salaries. That's our third story on the Big Three today. Remember, you can answer my Big Three questions on our Twitter handle at Nigeria Info FM. We can also talk via Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. I hope you've been playing just a minute. I see that we have one person from the Morning Cross so far jeremiah blessed we're going to play that game today on uh, on hard facts so look out for it and all the best to you remember of course that you have a price to win money today so keep listening throughout hard facts and at some point you're going to get a chance to call in you're going to get a chance to answer my question in one minute and if you score the highest for the day you'll get the prize and i'll announce the the winner for the day before i leave the show on today's checkpoint we're going to talk about security 
Friday marked the one-year anniversary of the current administration in the state. So we're going to talk about how security has been under our new che- uh, our new chief security officer, Governor Babajide Somolu. How do you think he's done with keeping Lagos and Lagosians safe? We'll talk about that at four. At five o'clock today, we'll have a conversation on the big hard fact about the president's executive order. It's supposed to ensure financial autonomy at the state level for the judiciary and the legislature. So we'll talk about what it says. We'll talk about how it's supposed to work. And then we'll talk about the legal issues around it. I'm going to have a lawyer and a budget expert on the show with me. After the news at six, I'll hand you over to Rufai Useni. And there's uh, updates at every hour, of course. And before we get right into the big three, quick shout out to Miss Believe Aligbe. Uh, she is uh, a worshipper at the Assemblies of God Church, Mangoro Branch. It's her birthday today and uh, a good friend of mine uh, Madam B says to say happy birthday to you so have a very happy birthday Miss Believe Aligbe uh, I think it's an auspicious thing to have your birthday on the first day of the month it's, it's usually good luck it's usually great luck right so here's hoping that you have a fantastic fantastic month now let's get right into the big three this is the big three, the big three. on the hard facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info sectors of the economy should be reopening right now? Which sectors of the economy should be reopening right now? Why is rape so rampant in Nigeria? And why are medical personnel still struggling for hazard allowance and salaries? Why are they still having to struggle for those? Let's get into these stories. We may hear from the president today about when worship centers will reopen. Boss Mustafa said so, and that's our first story. He talked to the press yesterday. As you know, he's the head of the presidential task force on COVID-19. And they asked him specifically about whether the federal government will let churches and mosques open soon. And he said the president has received recommendations and may talk about it today. Now, remember last week, we talked about how NCDC told religious bodies to come up with plans for how they'll reopen safely. Remember that, right? We had that conversation. And this weekend, CAN said that they now have their own. Now, we've not seen the plan yet, but based on what the CAN president said, the plan involves social distancing inside the church hall. So fewer people per row, space between seats and masks. And the Cannes president said the churches will have enforcement teams to make sure that the rules are followed. And they're willing to have the enforcement teams work with the government and government officials. So there's a plan. But some pastors don't like the plan. Chris Okotie has blasted Can over their plan. Chris Okotie said that he's the pastor uh, uh, of uh, Household Church of God in Oregon. And he said that nobody has the right to speak for all the churches. Can doesn't have the right to speak for all the churches. That's first. Secondly, he said Can's plan is unchristian. According to him, reducing the number of people who can enter a service will, quote, nullify the redemptive work of Jesus, which involves healing. How you see him? 
By the way, on Thursday, we're going to be talking about um, reop- reopening the economy and the society on the big hard facts. So set a, a set a reminder so that we can have that conversation on Thursday at five o'clock. We'll have that conversation. We'll look at particular aspects of life. We'll talk about how to reopen those aspects of life safely. And then we'll talk about worship centers. We'll talk about schools. We'll talk about interstate transport, a lot of areas. So make a note, Thursday at five, that's when that conversation is going to happen. But back to worship centers. Medical professionals are way in on the conversation. So it's not just Chris Okochi. Medical professionals are, are also weighing in. They're saying that the National Association of uh, of uh, of uh, um, what's it called now? Uh, Nigerian nurses and midwives. They've said that these organizations, the churches, the mosques, they should open gradually. The Nigerian Medical Association said for churches and mosques to open, the government has to sensitize them heavily and then monitor them well to make sure that they're observing social distancing. And when we say government here, we probably mean state and local government because Boss Mustafa has said that the federal government is going to be taking a back seat. He said that now that we have community transmission in the states, state and local governments have to take the lead since they are the closest to the communities. So that means that if churches and mosques need to be supervised while they are open, it will be the job of the state and the local government. So, so many angles to this story to unpack. First of all, do you think the government can monitor churches and and mosques effectively? And then do you think it's even time for places of worship to open? And do you agree with Khan's plan to have reduced numbers in each church and large spaces between the church members? Or do you agree with Okotie who says that doing that will be unchristian? Let me go back to that quote from Chris Okotie. He says that reducing the number of people who can enter a service would, quote, nullify the redemptive work of Jesus, which involves healing. Do you agree with Chris Okotie? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Share your thoughts with us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. And of course, send us a message on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Do you think the government can monitor churches and mosques effectively? Do you think it's time for places of worship to even open? Period. And do you agree with Khan's plan to have reduced numbers in each church and large spaces between them? Or you think Kotier is right and doing that would be doing the unchristian thing? 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? Fine, ma. What's your name, sir? Tommy. Hello? My name is Tommy. Tommy, good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Tommy, not Tommy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. My take on that, um, actually, uh, what they're supposed to do, as long as the federal government has given the order for uh, social distance, they take us to it because it is for the benefit of the market. Government is not doing it for themselves, but for the masses. Let them obey because 
the voice of the people is the voice of God. That is what I say. All right. Thank you for calling to share that with me. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Turn your radio off. What's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul. What do you think about uh, what Khan is proposing and what Okoti had to say? Yeah, what Okoti said, it might be right, it might not be totally right because redemption power of God can flow even while you're at home listening to television through preaching. God can touch anyone through radio, through teaching. It must not be that until we gather, highly gathered and the, before the move of God will take place. And they can, in terms of uh, this, because of this pandemic, it's very important that we have a little social distance among the members of the church for now. And with time, we can come together as uh, we used to be before. But for now, we can distance ourselves in the church hall and make sure that uh, we worship God like that for now. Let's maintain this path in the church. It will be better for now. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling me, Pastor. Hello. Sorry about that. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Hello, ma. How are you? Fine. Good afternoon, ma. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Uh, my name is Gwadi. We're calling from Hugo Lagos. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. All right. Please, uh... Pastor Chris Okede, I think uh, he, I've not totally agree with him. Okay. Because if you look at what is going on today, we will have us go through to distance. Okay, this uh, coronavirus is this completely disappeared. So what Khan is saying is the right thing. But Chris Okede, I disagree with him. Thank you. All right. Thank you. 99.3. Hello. Hello, How are you? What's your name? Yeah, my name is Patrick. Good to have you on the show, Patrick. Yeah. I think um, the can projection, I think that's the right thing to do. Okay. The station on the ground, everybody is uh, maintaining social distancing. Supposed to be, um, uh, it is that um, there should be a station for a while, but since uh, they are taking to open everybody, you know, we all are Christians, though. But I know to me, I know, I know people judge for now. Okay. So, uh, I think that was the right thing. And for Mr. Chris, I think, if I may say, it's unprofessional for him because, okay, what? <laughs> are, you te- are you telling me that most, 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 most the congregation be full of um, uh, people before the uh, anointing flow? Or is it not the same Bible that also teaches that them? Um, where two or three are gathered, you know, the presence of God is there. So it must not be a situation whereby uh, the church must get through before you, you, you do um, the anointing work of God. Mm. So I think that, I don't take that chance. Though it's my opinion, though. So Thank you for sharing it on Nigeria Info. We appreciate it. Uh, on Twitter, we've got 77% of the voters saying that uh, they don't think that government can monitor churches and mosques effectively. 23% of the voters have said yes, they think that government can monitor it effectively. Meanwhile, on that same poll, we have, uh, what's it called now? 
59% of the voters who are saying that they think it's time to reopen places of worship. But 41% have said, no, they don't think it's time to reopen places of worship. So go and, uh, go and share your thoughts with me via Twitter. I'm curious what you have to say. We've got Molly the Alpha who says that schools should be reopened. People are committing suicide. School is an escape route. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for sending that message across. Moses Niger says, Government that cannot monitor the influx of people that gather in a banking hall, they end up doing nothing. Now they want to monitor religious bodies. Only can can do that. I like that. Only can can do that. Okay. Let's uh, take more comments off of Twitter. Twitter's at Nigeria Info FM. Nigeria Info FM. Esikoko for Life says, Education sector should open. These children are not doing anything and they are getting tired of staying at home. Likewise, parents are having a hard time handling them alone. The teachers are also not receiving salaries. Please, government should help us. Okay, let's go to Facebook. Like I said, Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. So we take your thoughts from all our social media platforms. If you cannot call into the live show, you can definitely get across via social media. So Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. WhatsApp 080-959-75805. Economy My Foot, Mutanda Wallace Amin says, when you people hated GEJ and queue to vote those set of to rule Nigeria, you did not know that a day like this shall come. My people perish for lack of visions. Okay. Uh, we've got Ajayi who says that businesses as a whole should reopen. Uh, Emeke Zobi says... Uh, I condemn the dastardly incident in its entirety. A public-spirited individual has offered to pay the sum of 100,000 naira to anybody with credible and verifiable information to the Nigeria police that would lead to the immediate apprehension of the culprits. He's talking about justice for Owa. All right, let's check WhatsApp. WhatsApp again is 080-959-75805. 959-75805. Something's going on and I can't access our WhatsApp right now. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. On WhatsApp, we've got... Um, this person who says, who's asking if curfew has stopped in Lagos. No, it hasn't. Curfew hasn't stopped in Lagos. There's still curfew. So please make sure you're home before it's eight o'clock. Good afternoon, Sandra. I agree with the can to open the churches but maintain social distance. However, Pastor Chris Okotie is not right with his statement. Thank you, Sandra. Lekwot in Ikorudu says, Lekwot, thank you for sending your message in. Good afternoon. I believe that Chris Okotie is just bothered by the number of offering and tithes that will reduce from having few members in. Sandra, my name is Innocent. The worship service should hold on for now. After all, they are not contributing anything to our economy. They're just desperate because of their selfish interests. Believe me, Sandra, this virus will spread very fast in service if it is true. Okay, we'll take more of your thoughts as the show goes along. But our second story is justice for Oa. That's our second story. Justice for Owa. If you've not heard about this by now, Vera Owaila Omozua, a 22-year-old, uh, um, died in a hospital in Benin on Saturday. She was raped and beaten and left for dead last Wednesday. And she fought for her life for days. She was a 100-level microbiology student at Uniben. 
She was also an active member of her church. And on the day that she was attacked, she wanted to study in a peaceful place. So she went to her church building. That was where her body was found. Raped, beaten, left for dead. Inside the church. Now, the church has made an official statement. That's the redeemed Christian Church of God. According to them, this wasn't the first time that Owa had gone to the church to study. Ever since the pandemic, she had done it regularly. She would collect the keys and go and study by herself. There was no security guard on duty when she was attacked. In fact, it was a security guard who was starting his shift that found her. In a church... In a church, someone walked into a church and raped and murdered a human being. Edo State and Nigeria are in shock. This morning in Benin, there was a peaceful protest demanding justice for Owa. The police say they're investigating. Governor Gordon Obaseki has spoken. He says he wants the leaders, the, the, the killers, to be brought to book. This atrocity happened in church. This atrocity happened in a church. Because a lot of the time, when young women are attacked, people say things like, why was she in that place? Doesn't she know that that place is unsafe? Or they say, what was she doing? Who was she following? But see, this girl was reading her book. She was studying in church. This did not happen in a nightclub. It did not happen in a bar. It did not happen on the road. It happened inside a church. My point is, when it comes to raping women, where we go as women... What we are doing as women does not make any difference. I mean, if men can rape and kill a woman in church, they can do it anywhere, right? Is there anything more responsible and respectable than reading your books in church. Being respect respectable did not being respectable didn't save Owa. So obviously the problem isn't women. The problem is the people who are raping and killing women. People who will rape any woman at any time doing anything. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how rampant rape and sexual violence have become in Nigeria. And let's talk about why. I heard you talking about it with Joyce on the sunny side. You talked about it a bit, I think, with Collins as well. Because it's the biggest conversation in the country. Aside COVID-19. Why? 
Why is rape so rampant in Nigeria? If you talk to the experts, they'll tell you different things. They'll list different factors for you. They'll talk about the general lack of security. We have too many so-called ungoverned spaces in this country. Even in the towns and the cities, police are not everywhere. Criminals know that police are not everywhere. So even when you raise alarm, they know that the police will not arrive in time. So there's opportunity, right? That's what the experts will tell you. There's opportunity. But there's also motive. We have people who want to harm women. People who want to rape women. People who believe that it's perfectly okay to rape women, to rape girls. This weekend, we heard about an 11-year-old girl. Did you hear about her? Who has been raped by 12 different men. So, obviously, you have a lot of men in Nigeria who have somehow been raised with the idea that they have a right to the bodies of women and girls. And I want you to tell me why. I want you to tell me how. Why is this happening? How is this happening? Why is rape so rampant in Nigeria? What is it about Nigeria? What is it about our society? What is it about our culture that creates so many rapists? Now, don't call me and tell me, oh, Sandra, it doesn't happen only in Nigeria. It happens all over the world. Look at India. Look at... No, I'm not in India. <laughs> When I get to India, I'll worry about India. When I get to America, when I get to South Africa, when I get to all those places, I will worry about that there. And they are also talking about their own issues. In South Africa, they're talking about all the time. They're talking about it all the time. In India, they're talking about it all the time. In Nigeria, when we try to talk about it, you say, oh, it's not only us. It's not only in Nigeria. It's happening over the world. But yeah, let's talk about why. Nigeria's case, why did it happen like that? Why is rape so rampant in Nigeria? What is it about Nigeria? What is it about our society? What is it about our culture that creates so many rapists? Why are they so bold and fearless? Why? How do we need to raise young boys to stop them from becoming rapists? Because see, it, you have seen that is not about where she went to. You have seen that it's not about what she wears because you've heard stories about grandmothers who were raped. What is the grandmother wearing that will attract the rapist if not only that the rapist decided to rape? What informs the rapist's decision to rape? That's the question. What have we taught the young boy that made him grow into a, a, a man or, you know, a young boy who rapes women? What have we taught him? Because we spend all our life admonishing women. Don't wear short things. Don't go here. Don't drink here. Don't. We're always advising women. We're never advising men. Is that why rape is so rampant in Nigeria? Is it? Do you think? People have been raped when they're wearing hijabs. And we'll tell them, oh, it's because you're not wearing underwear under the hijab. How do you know I'm not wearing under, uh, uh, underwear under my hijab? My hijab covers everything. You had to have, you know, held me and ripped my hijab off or my jalabiya off to know that I'm not wearing underwear under it. I thought the problem was that women were indecent. What's more, indec what's more decent than a hijab? There are nuns who get raped. Nuns are wearing their nunnery. 
right? They're wearing all those things that nuns wear. That's decent. There are babies who get raped. There are young girls who get raped. You tell me that the shorts that the girls, the little girls are wearing are sexy, right? Huh? Why? What is it about Nigeria that makes this thing so rampant? Why are we creating so many rapists? And it didn't just start. So don't say, no, it just started. Uh-uh. It's getting televised now. That's what has changed. What changed is not that more people are raping. It's, it's that more people are talking about it. It's that more people are sharing it online. The difference now is that there was there's social media now and there was no social media back in the day when my mother was growing up, when her mother was growing up. It's always been like this. What is it about our society, about our culture, that creates so many rapists? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. If you just tuned in, hello, I'm Sandra Ezekwesele. This is The Big Three on Hard Facts. On The Big Three, we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day, stories that everyone's talking about. So far, we've told you that uh, um, the president may address us today about reopening churches and mosques. And we've also just brought you the story of Owa, who was raped and murdered last week. And Nagas, here we are. Let's take your thoughts by uh, via the phone lines. Hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? My name is Messi. I'm a first-time caller. Good to have you on the show. So, uh, about this rape issue, I would like to say it's because of the way focus is only on the female children. Okay. The society has focused on raising just female children. No, you can't wear this. No, you can't do this. Forgetting the male children. Okay. So that's what I think is the cause. If we could shift our our attention to the male children more. Let's teach our male child. Let's train our boy child that it is not good. It is not human to force yourself on a lady. We should, we should raise better boys. We should raise better men for the society. That's my own Thank you for calling to share it with me. I hope you call us again. We love it when women calling to the show. 99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Mrs. DK. Mrs. DK, turn your radio off. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I want to say Sandra is your question. Mm. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. From Airport Road. Good to have you on the show, Mrs. DK. Thank you. You know that Satan has already occupied the world with evil. Okay. Even though they are hearing the word of God, they, are, they don't used to do the word of God. Okay. We have to train our children. But in our back, we don't know what our children is doing. Okay. No mother that we born is male or female child. And he will not train him or give him, tell him that rape is a sin. 
But when they go out, you see other people, you see other boys deceiving them. You see that the world that we are in now is a very wicked world. Let me ask you something, Mrs. DK. So, uh, okay. when we're training our children, especially our boys, are we teaching them simple things like saying please and thank you when they want to get something from anybody, not just women now, anybody? Or do we say, eh, just take it now, no be man, you be? You don't have to force anybody to give you something. No, but I, yes, some... yes, you don't okay. have to, you don't have to. But are we teaching, especially our boys, that you don't have to, that you have to wait until yes. you have permission? Yes. Hmm. Nobody will teach his uh, his male uh, his male uh, child hmm. to go and do evil hmm. or do something that is not is contrary to government or your wish hmm. as a mother. Because you know that if you affect the boy, it will also affect the family. Hmm. So nobody will will uh, will encourage his child to do that. Hmm. If the world that you are doing is today is evil, and our men also, you will see a husband in the house hmm. raping his children, hmm. raping even her her uh, female. Hmm. It's because of uh, uh, things, and Satan has already want to occupy the world. I don't think it's so, Satan, Mrs. On. DK. I, I don't. I don't think it's Satan, Mrs. DK. I, I think it's us as a, except Satan. You know, except Nigerians are Satan. Except you and I are Satan. I think it's us who make it okay for things like that to happen. I think it's us who allow it by saying, "Oh, don't talk about it outside, so that there will be no shame to the daughter that the father raped." It, I think it's uh, us. No, I. I, I think. Uh, no. Because a lot of times when it happens, Mrs. DK, when it happens a lot of the times, you have the wife of the house who will say, no, I, let's not bring your father's shame outside. It happens a lot. Of course. You are saying the right thing. So is it Satan that is doing that or are we making a choice to allow evil continue? Yes, we allow the evil to continue to come in. It's we that allow the evil. So it's not Satan now. If it is me, I will expose my husband hmm. and I will expose my children because when they do that, I will tell the uh, I will tell police to caution him or her hmm. that did that because it's evil right. in the sight of men and in the sight of God. Thank you, Wanem. Thank you, Wanem, for calling me. Ninety-nine point three. Turn your radio off. What's Hello. your name, sir? Hello, yeah, this uh, Coach. Chris, good Kenneth. to have you on the show. Go ahead. I'm a first-time caller. I love that you're I'm a first-time caller. All right, Chris, go yeah. ahead. You see this issue of rape. Mm-hmm. As I'm hearing it, I'm so disappointed because I believe if I was to be a governor or a president, mm. I would not even listen to anybody that would tell me to take it lightly. Because me, I have children, I have daughters. Boys and girls, I don't expect anybody to rape any of my child, daughter, or me, or my daughter raping somebody's, uh, my son raping somebody's daughter. Mm. So it's because when they take them to the station, because me, if I catch my friend myself, I will take action. 
So I don't even know the reason because the word they are just joking about it. They don't know the meaning. When they say it's devil, it's devil, it's not devil, it's what that person is. So somebody needs to change that person's attitude in a hard way. So that is my belief. Okay. Thank you for sharing your belief with me on the show. Why is rape so rampant? If you just joined the show, hello. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This is Hard Facts. We're talking about the story of the 22-year-old girl who was murdered in Benin after she was raped. She was raped and she was beaten. She was left for dead and she was rushed to a hospital on Wednesday. She fought for her life for days and she died on Saturday. She was a 100-level microbiology student at Uniben. She was also an active member of her church. And on the day that she was attacked, she wanted to study in a peaceful place. And so she went to her church building and that was where they found her body. On WhatsApp, the rape of innocent girls is sad, but I put it all to the parents of our female children. We need to be well protected on sight and out of sight. Martins from Ecotson says the parents of the female children are to be blamed. Okay. Adeyemi says we need these rapists when caught to be punished severely. If the punishment is severe and seen done, then these rapists will sit up. Okay, Adami. Sandra, the biggest reason why we have far more rape on women is solely because the boy is not trained at, at all. The boy child is not trained at all. He doesn't have equal moral integrity training as the girl child. Parents just allow him to zoom around like a glorified zombie while the girl is busy developing her moral senses. Parents, train your boy child. Build his mind right from childhood. Vivian Oge from Okota says, Good afternoon, Sandra. My name is Ezine from Ogun State. Seriously, I don't know how a human being cannot control his sexual libido and decide to do this inhumane act in the church. Human beings don't even fear God. The reason why rape is so rampant in our society to me is because of societal and family backgrounds of the male. The parents are not doing enough when it comes to training our men today. And another question we should ask is what time of the day did she go to the church and read? If it's in the night, then the parents are to blame for allowing her to go out by that time. The killers should also be killed and their private parts roasted. She's a student at the University of, of Benin. How will her parents control where she's going at night? Shouldn't the conversation be, if you see somebody reading in a church and minding their business, don't rape them. If you see somebody wearing a short dress, looking attractive, tell yourself, don't rape her. <laughs> that should be, I know that it sounds ridiculous, but because we've said for so long, oh, don't go out at night, oh, don't wear short dress, oh, don't do this, don't do that. We've gotten so accustomed to how ridiculous we've turned the lives of women into. Like women continue to adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust and they're still getting raped. It doesn't matter how much you adjust, you're still going to get raped. So maybe we all need to get ridiculous and start saying to men, if you feel yourself about to rape a woman, don't. If you see her short skirt and it's so sexy for you, you can't control yourself, blow alarm so that people will come and stop you from raping her. If you see a woman reading a book in a church, leave her alone. 
don't rape her. It's that simple, people. Let's, I mean, the gymnastics is crazy. The, the, the acrobatics we're doing, looking for a way to blame the woman for, you know, her misfortune. It's insane. Why are we so afraid of calling a bad thing a bad thing? Why are we so afraid of apportioning blame where blame is due? When somebody is kidnapped, do you tell them that they are at fault for their kidnap? When Nigerian politicians are in their uh, 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 places of, uh, of of office and they're looting the country and you are saying, oh, people don't come out to, to vote, people don't come out to vote. Are you blaming the politician for staying in office or are you blaming yourself for not coming out to vote them out? So why is it so difficult to understand when it becomes rape? When somebody kills somebody, when somebody murders somebody, do you say to that person that was murdered, why did you put yourself in a position to be murdered? What were you wearing? What was the color of your car? No, we just say the person that murdered somebody is terrible. People should not murder people. Why is it that when it comes to rape, we start to do acrobatics? Why? Twitter's at Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info FM. And uh, our studio number is um, 0700-993-993-993. Because Nigeria is a lawless country. So much anarchy. The constitution clearly spells out the punishment due to rapists, but no implementation. It's, it's only theoretical. Somebody needs to be made a scapegoat. Mike Cromota says it's a common trend that some girls or ladies dress indecently, and I'm not in support of such practice. However, that doesn't give any right-thinking man the boldness or effrontery to venture into raping adventure. This is wrong. This is a pure character deficiency. Mm, I see. So she dresses indecently and that's the reason why she gets raped. Okay. All right. I hear you. Thank you for sending your message across via Twitter. Again, the studio number is uh, 0700-993-993-993. On Facebook, we're Nigeria Info 99.3. Nigeria Info 99.3. Let's go to Ogun State for our third story. Resident doctors say that they're not getting hazard allowance and salaries. But the state government said that they're just being ungrateful and holding the state to ransom. So here's the deal. The Association of Resident Doctors at Olabisi Onabanjo University Teaching Hospital is on partial strike. And by partial, I mean that the doctors work from Monday to Friday, but they stay at home on the weekends. Now, according to these doctors, the reasons for their strike are number one, they've not been paid their May salaries. Their April, April salary was paid very late in the middle of May. Those working in the COVID-19 isolation centers have not received hazard allowance for April and May. And they don't have life insurance. Now, the government is saying it's not true. The health commissioner says doctors have been paid their allowance for April and May. Allowances. We're still trying to get a confirmation from the government about the salaries themselves. But the governor himself is very unhappy about this strike. And he says it might be politically motivated. He says it's wrong for the doctors to be demanding for money right now because of the COVID-19 crisis. I find it difficult to believe that at this time, where we're all putting our thinking caps on, trying to figure out what to do or how to do, any set of people will be irresponsibly requesting for a wage increase. And these set of people are people that are 
we have entrusted our health too at a point in time like this I am sorry I am I'm very disappointed and I think that is what I will say for now I'm beginning to wonder as been speculated that this may actually have political inclinations that these people may be politically sponsored I hate to believe it but at this point in time anything is believable if you see that people who are educated people who went to medical school who graduated whose charge is to look after people that is what they are charging. That is what should be paramount to them, not money. And we've done our best. Governor Dapo Abiodun of Ogun State right there. By the way, the ARD responded to the governor saying that they've received a 300% increase in hazard pay. They say yes, their hazard pay multiplied by 300% from 5,000 naira to 15,000 naira. They also don't think that 15,000 naira is good enough as hazard pay for those who are facing COVID-19 in the isolation centers. I wonder if you agree or disagree with that. And remember, they say the isolation center doctors have not actually been paid the hazard allowance, whether the increased one or, or the non-increased one, they've not been paid. But let's talk about the main points that the governor raised. He says that doctors should understand that doctors should understand that COVID-19 is hitting the economy hard and that revenues are down. They should also understand that there's a health crisis and the state needs them. So basically, he's saying everybody is sacrificing. So doctors should sacrifice as well. But the doctors are saying that they don't mind sacrificing, but they're asking for the bare minimum of what they should expect. They, the doctors, are saying that the doctors at the isolation centers must get hazard pay on time and the hazard pay must be more than 15,000 naira. They say that these things are not negotiable. They also say that all doctors should get salaries on time. For them, COVID or no COVID, there's no excuse for that particular one, especially since the state needs the doctors to perform at their best. So who do you agree with more? 0700993993993. Are the doctors being unreasonable about making sacrifices or is the state government not living up to its duty? Do you think 15,000 naira hazard allowance is fair for doctors in isolation centers? Do you think government at state and federal levels are doing the right things for our medical workers? On Facebook, a Berechukuthio priest says that we're living in a religious society that lacks godliness, where youths are exposed to pornography and where rape offenses are hard to establish. Stanley Edda says, my name, um, churches should be reopened uh, and normal services should be conducted as usual. If they can be a cluster of people in various markets in Lagos without contracting the virus, why can't the same be done in the church that they, where they are covered with the blood of Jesus? However, there's no justification for rape. Men who rape women are animals, and there, there are factors that contribute to it. Idleness, stupidity, quest to have a particular, uh, a particular girl, by all means. Another factor is female female folk exposing their bodies and indecent dressing. The last factor is spiritual and the influence of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, you guys have decided that the dressing of the woman causes it, but you still have no answer for me for why rape is so rampant in places like the North, in places like Saudi Arabia, where their body is entirely covered. What's the excuse there? Huh? 
99.3. Hello. How are you? What's your name? Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, my name is Ezekiel. Ezekiel, good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think I want to comment on the first. Uh, yes, Can go I? ahead. Yes, of course. Go ahead. Um, see, people say that boys are not true uh, well due to uh, what is happening for them because, you know, they are raising people. So, see, this thing is about, it's more like it's a personal, it's a personal thing. If you ask me, a, little, a very little has to do with this because all the people who are raising they are grown up. They are grown up, most of them are grown up men. Some of them are great-grandfather. So what are you telling me for somebody to say that they have not trained well from home? Well, they, 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 they were not properly, they, they were paying more attention uh, to the girls. Or, I mean, I don't understand. It has very less to do with that. This is, this is some people who decide to like... Who take this? Who, 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 I, I see this as wickedness. Who take this as a, a, a as a way of just satisfying the the, the animalism? But let me yeah, let, but let me let me ask you: If somebody is raping as a grandfather, he didn't just start raping as a grandfather. He's been raping and getting away with it right from when he was a young man. So, what kind of upbringing did that person have when he was a child, a boy? What kind of upbringing did he have as a boy that made him into the young man, the man, and the grandfather who's raping? Okay. That's the reason why I tell you that he has little. Okay, you tell me that the fathers who are raping, all of them have no way, have no way brought up. So we have to, okay, let me give you a scenario. Growing up, eh, I have like a very serious um, pastor, very big pastor. I don't want to mention him right now. In a, in a, and a, in a church. And a, I just, he has two daughters. And he has, he was just strict, a very strict type. He never allows his daughters to get treasures. Now, when the first daughter was in the higher institution, the daughter was constantly, now, the daughter will wear very long skirts from the house. He will not, he will not wear a trouser inside. Why, after leaving the house, few minutes later, he will not branch somewhere to remove the skirt and pull the trousers down. See what we're talking about. See, when you go out, most of the, most of whatever, whatever upbringing that you get to people, is being changed at times. Most of them, they adopt whatever negativity from the peers group. So, okay. okay. So, 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 so let me use you, let me let me use your same example, huh? So, in the girls' pair group, they're teaching her that she should not wear skirts. No, hold on. In the girls, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, hold on. In her peer group, what they what she's learning is that you can sneak out and wear trousers, not skirt. And what the boy and what the boy adopted that from? Yes, and now the boy I'm still using you as some example. Hold on. Now the boy is learning from his own peer group of boys that what you do with women who don't want you to rape them is to rape them. How were those boys brought up? Not so this you know. Not so my point is that not all these things 
part to this family. We have children, we have kids that are have a very upbringing, but along the line, they deviate. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you, right? But if they are deviating, they say it's it's nature versus versus nurture, right? And nurturing happens in different ways. Now, imagine that all of us were raising stellar men and women. If my stellar son comes and hangs with your own stellar son, they're not going to learn to rape. But if our stellar sons go and hang with somebody who was raised that, Omar, you can conquer any woman you want. You can catch any woman you want. If somebody, how can a girl be better than you? How can, basically raised to see women as not entities to be respected. Do you think, do you think that, unfortunately, it's very noisy where you are. So I, I'm struggling to hear myself. Because to go back to that point that he was making about peer pressure, right? Who's your peer? It's your mate that you're you're growing up with, Abby. That's who your peer is. Now your mate, where you are and they grow. So what you're learning plus what your peer is learning will come together and they either influence you or you influence them. So yes, you're raising your child well at home and you're teaching them all kinds of things. But if you've never taught them about consent, if you've never taught them that if a woman is walking by, don't compliment her. Don't make all kinds of, ooh, fine girl, my color, my wife. Don't say that. It's wrong to say that. It's harassment to say that. If you've not taught your boy that you do not grab a woman, my color, come here, I'm talking to you. If you've not taught your boy that it's okay to be rebuffed by a woman he's interested in, that it's okay to be, to be rejected by a woman he's interested in, that he should not feel bad about it, he should not take it personally. But even if he feels bad or takes it personally, he should not retaliate, he should not revenge. If you do not teach your boy that lesson, he will learn it from his friends. So what are you teaching your boy? Are you just saying, don't get any woman pregnant? Is that all? Is that, is that where the lesson ends? Is that all you're saying to him? Don't, don't bring any babies to this house for me. Don't get any woman pregnant. And then to the girls, you will say, don't go out. Don't cover your legs. Don't do this. Don't do that. Her own list is very long. But all you will say to the boy is... Don't make any woman pregnant. You're not teaching him that if a girl says, don't touch me, stop touching her. If a girl says, I don't like you, leave her alone. If a girl says, I want to kiss you, but I don't want you to touch my breasts, leave her alone. If a girl says, you can kiss me, you can touch my breasts, but that's all I want to do, do just that and leave the rest alone. You're not teaching your boys that they should listen. But instead, we're reinforcing that, oh, no, women like to be wooed. Women like to be chased. Women, when they say yes, they mean no. When they mean no, they say... And, and, and we will have a conversation one day about why women do that, about why women are too afraid to actually say, yes, I like you. Yes, I will chase you myself as a woman. We'll have a conversation about that. It's a different conversation entirely. But you see this rape thing. You don't just wake up and start raping. It starts from how you react when a woman rejects you. It starts from how you react when a woman says, stop touching me or don't call my name or don't call my number. It starts from there. It starts from, do you respect a woman? I always use this example. I always say that you should pretend that Nigeria is the kind of society that allows gay people to flourish right in fact let's not even pretend the way that nigeria is as homophobic as it is 
you know somebody in the neighborhood who is gay. You're a man. You know somebody who is gay. And that person is stranded one night and says, please, I want to spend the night in your house. And then that person comes to spend the night in your house. You know how you feel. You know that fear that you feel. You know that tension that you feel. You know that discomfort that you feel, that you can't relax. Do you know why you're feeling like that? It's because you know that if it were a woman sleeping over in your house, you would be making moves on that woman. And so you are expecting that a man, simply because he is gay and he's in your house, he will make moves on you. If you are working with that man, he's not even sleeping in your house. Now, he's not going to make moves on you, but you are living in that fear. That's how it is for women every single time, in every situation, in every circumstance.